Hello, I'm Eddie Farah, founding partner of Farah & Farah, a personal injury firm in Florida and Georgia. Welcome to another edition of Florida Daily TV, brought to you by Farah & Farah. It's Florida Daily TV, brought to you by FloridaDaily.com. For all your news on politics, business, and education, it's FloridaDaily.com. Now, here's your host, Ed Dean. Welcome to another edition of Florida Daily TV. Happy New Year, everybody. Brought to you by Farah and Farah.com. Lawyers since 1979. Lawyers you can trust, Farah and Farah. Another edition of Florida Daily TV. Like I said, I'm your host, publisher, Ed Dean. Let's get to it. Twitter, Facebook, social media blowing up. Let's get to it. Two of my favorites, Jamie Miller, state director for the group PeopleWhoThink.com. Jamie, I want to get the website of PeopleWhoDon'tThink.com. How about that one? And Steve Vancor, one of the best PR firms, uh, Vancor Jones Communications out of Tallahassee. Jamie, let me start with you. Let's get to some of the clips here. Here's uh, Fox News media buzz host Howard Kurtz, where Twitter has permanently, as of now, banned Donald Trump. Facebook's just banning him for a few days. Here's the clip. After the riot at the Capitol, Mark Zuckerberg shut down President Trump's Facebook and Instagram accounts at least until January 20th. Jack Dorsey's Twitter dropped a bombshell, permanently banning Trump's account, saying he's breaking its rules about glorifying violence. Much of the media are celebrating Twitter's move. Jamie, a lot of people that I'm hearing on my morning show, you know, a lot of liberals listen, but a lot of conservatives as well. To them, it's like the end of social media. It is the end of free speech. I'm like, well, wait a second. Facebook hasn't shut me down. Jamie, some of my conservative friends, part of their guy, pretty much thrown to the curb by Amazon. Yes, I understand the monopolies out there, but some of the conservatives as of now, I want to get to the liberals in a moment, they act like this is the end of free speech. How much is this overblown or how much of this could be reality? Oh, I was like, we, ha- we have the right to free speech. We don't have the right to be heard. Right. And so, you know, an editorial does not have to print your letter to the editor. You're not allowed to yell fire in a crowded uh, theater. You know, so there, there are certain limits on speech. And certainly I like I'm, I welcome liberals to the fight to say that, you know, the Constitution is a, a, a compact between the citizens and the government. And, you know, they're now they're now claiming, oh, all of this is about, you know, well, Twitter's a private entity. Well, thank you. Well, let's open up some restaurants then, because gov- the Constitution is about government not intruding in the lives of citizens. So, Steve, is this a false argument by conservatives? I'm the first to admit, as a conservative, Twitter can do whatever they want. Facebook can do whatever they want. They want to be biased. That's one thing. Does this set a tone, or do you think this is just an isolated case, Steve Ancor? It's President Trump. We don't want any of his speech. It's not like we're going to go after other conservatives, or what do you think, Steve? Well, first of all, I completely word for word agree with Jamie saying the First Amendment is a protection that the government can't stop you from saying things. The government is not stopping Donald Trump or anybody from saying things. A private company is doing that. By the way, how sad is it that the man with the largest soapbox on the planet, the most powerful position on the planet, the person who could stand up and say whatever he wants, whenever he wants, and the world will cover it, is mad because he can't tweet. I think think conservatives are off base for getting mad at uh, anybody for this. Hey, if you don't like what Twitter's doing, Don't be a follower of Twitter. Find another social media outlet if one will have you. But, Ed, here's the thing. If you didn't like what I had to say on this show, you have a mute button. You can push. You know, Steve, you have the freedom to say it, but you don't have the freedom to say it on Florida Daily TV. 
And I think Facebook, social media, uh, Snapchat, Instagram, whatever, they can have whoever they want into their restaurant. You use the restaurant. They can have whoever they want. Are they a monopoly? Yeah, but that's another issue for another day. Jamie, let's talk about this free speech. Um, you were on my, you know, you and Steve routinely come on my radio show. Um, conservatives act like this is the end. I want to get to the left in a moment. I promise I will, because I think there's a double standard. But having said this, uh, I remember when you were the former executive director of the Republican Party, you won elections before Facebook, even MySpace. It was grassroots. It was talk radio. Um, but but I will give credit where credit is due. Barack Obama was phenomenal with Facebook in 2008 and 2012. Uh, again, conservatives act like this is the end, or is it the end? No, it's not the end. I, and I agree with Steve. Like the, I think the bigger long-term issue is whether we are going to let the monopolies squelch other uh, smaller companies like Parler that want to try to provide a, a forum for, for speech that Twitter and Facebook have now uh, banned. You know, and and so I think that's kind of the bigger issue is this monopoly issue that exists among uh, social media companies. And and make no mistake, they are just they are using Trump to squash their competitors. You know, wherever where and and Steve is right. Wherever Donald Trump goes, a microphone will follow. So this is not about Trump not getting his message out because how many how many news stories over the last four years included a quote by Donald Trump, a tweet by Donald Trump. Like Donald Trump was in more news stories without speaking to reporters than probably anyone in, in human history just, be, just because he would tweet and it would become, it was, it was on the six o'clock news, it was on the 6.30 national news, it was on Fox, CNN, this, tw- you know, whatever he tweeted. So, so it's kind of curious to me what all these folks are going to do for content without Donald Trump. Steve, before go, Steve, the irony, go ahead. of course, is most of this conversation is being had about the the suppression on social media. Most of the conversation is being had on social media. But Jamie, hold on. I, let me let me get to one of the clips here. Here was Martha McCallum, host of the story. This is what she says when you look at the donations of how big tech, Amazon, Apple, Google, all of those companies, how much money they gave to the Biden campaign versus the Trump campaign. Here's clip number three. This is an interesting comparison of the donations to the Trump campaign and to the Biden campaign by Alphabet, which is Google and Microsoft, Amazon, Apple, and Facebook. You can see the tremendous disparity. Uh, Google 4.3 million to the Biden campaign, 106,000 to Trump, Microsoft 2.3 million dollars, and you can see the Trump compare, comparison at 247,000. Um, so it's obviously a, a striking difference, not not surprising. Jamie, is it a time? I've been hearing this a lot from a lot of conservatives out there, and let's be honest, Facebook isn't well liked by that of the left as well. They think that they give too much of a voice to conservatives. Jamie, let me start with you before I go to Steve here. Um, is it one of these where one way or the other is social media, the conversation on Twitter and Facebook and others, are they going to be more regulated with this Section 230? Where do you see this going? Yeah, I'm not sure where it goes. I mean, my guess is it part of it depends on consumers. You know, are, are consumers really upset, you know, come St. Patrick's Day that they're no longer going to communicate where they're going to go have their St. Patrick's Day drinks via Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, my guess, or TikTok even. You know, so, you know, my guess is that people are going to, you know, MySpace went away for whatever reason. Facebook came in and became more mainstream, right? So, uh, Twitter kind of was Facebook, but, you know, hey, it's just short messages and links and things like that. So, each one of these uh, social media uh, outlets have their own, you know, my my friends who, my godson, who's 21, 
doesn't have a Facebook, doesn't have a Twitter. If, if I have to either text him or Instagram or Snapchat, that's it. You know, so, so the, they're already uh, morphing into the younger generation is morphing into different uh, communication methods. And that'll continue to happen. That, it's what's happened since the uh, internet age. And it's going to continue to happen where it goes. I'm not sure if I knew that answer, I would be investing in some little garage startup and uh, you and I could become. It looks like that's where you're at right now with your background. Anyway, I, I kid with Jamie. Steve, let me play for you a clip. Liz Clayman uh, from the Fox Business Network says that this should not be surprised by big tech companies since they probably want to get along with the uh, the new administration coming in. Here is, uh, what is this clip? Is this clip number seven? Here it is. Make no mistake, whether it's Jack Dorsey of Twitter or Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook, they are reading the tea leaves for four years they gave president the run of the place. He basically never really had his voice squelched. Now you got a different administration in and uh, you could argue that it's their right to figure out, you know what, Mm, I need to actually interpret what will work with the new administration and this is gonna be it. You know, Steve, um, conservatives will hear that. They will sit back, and I think there's a valid argument that there is a lot that suppresses the voice of conservatives out there. They say that this just shows that this only par- uh, partakes to those of the left. The left gets all the free speech. It's always a, it's, it is a conspiracy to shut down those of conservative speech on the conservative aisle. Is that a valid argument from conservatives, no, Steve? No, it's, it's not. I agree with, with a lot of what your commentator said there, but it's not a valid argument. Let's put this in perspective. Up until about 20 minutes ago, Donald Trump was utilizing Facebook and other social media outlets, predominantly Twitter, as a main form of communication to his audiences, and they were happily doing it. Instagram was loving it. Snapchat was loving it. Facebook was loving it. Twitter was loving it. Why? Because Donald Trump had 88 million followers on Twitter. They were happy to do that. But the moment he crossed over into inciting violence, their words, not mine. I, I, I can make, we, we don't have to have that argument, but their belief is he started to incite violence uh, and, and, and incite an insurrection against our government, Twitter said, sorry, you've gone too far. For conservatives to now say, oh, they're, they're favoring the liberals. Guys, up until about a minute ago, it was the main medium for Donald Trump to communicate to the public. And good for him. He was doing direct communication, not going through mainstream media, not going through other media, even though they were still covering it. The fact that now he's turned off, it's like, oh, they've never been with us in the first place. That's bull. That's a bull argument. The fact is, Twitter has been Donald Trump's biggest elevator. On the other side of the break, I want to talk about is Twitter and social media groups that want to ban speech against conservatism out there, is this going to hurt them in the back pocket? We'll talk about this coming up next with our guest, all coming your way, Florida Daily TV, brought to you by FarahandFarah.com, serving you since 1979. Lawyers you can trust, FarahandFarah.com. On the other side, more of Florida Daily TV. When we come to work in the morning, we don't think about all the money we've won against big tobacco. Big Pharma or the insurance industry. That's in the past. Life faces forward and so do we. It's been said, to live in the past is to die in the present. What really matters is what we can do for you and your family right now, right this second. So call us, Farah and Farah, here for you, here for good. Welcome back to another edition of Florida Daily TV, brought to you by Farah and Farah.com, serving you since 1979. Lawyers you can trust, Farah and Farah.com. Steve Ancor, PR with the Vancor Jones Communications uh, out of Tallahassee. Jamie Miller, uh, of course, the state director for the group PeopleWhoThink.com. After Twitter pulled what it did, 
Facebook said, for all of you tuning in, Facebook comes out and says, well, and I think Facebook's a little bit smarter out here, Jamie. We're only going to ban the president until Inauguration Day. Twitter says we're going to do it permanently. Here is, uh, this is, uh, who are we going to go with next? This is from Yahoo Finance. Uh, Emily Cormack, Emily McCormick from Yahoo Finance News says that Twitter this past week took a hit 12% drop of uh, and lost $5 billion. Here's the clip. Turning to Twitter specifically at what some analysts have been saying around what this decision to ban Trump's account means for the platform. And some analysts are saying that this is going to be consequential for Twitter's business model. That this decision could dent profits by up to 10% since Trump may potentially create his own platform or turn to another platform to post and pull away some users from Twitter. And in doing so, Twitter could then have less of a user base to actually use to attract those advertising dollars. All right, Jamie, let me start with you. Both of you guys deal with Twitter. You deal with Facebook. We advertise a lot on FloridaDaily.com. We have hundreds of thousands of people that comment on our Facebook uh, posts that we do daily, much more than we do on Twitter or anything else. Jamie, Twitter, I, I don't know. what I, I have to think they knew they were going to take a hit. Now Yahoo Finance News is reporting that investors are worried that the company of Twitter could go down the road and who else may they they may ban the goal of a company is to make more money. Do you think Twitter knew what they were doing or do you think this caught them off surprise, Jamie? I think I think the 12 percent drop probably caught them by surprise. I, you know, people who believe in either Biden or Trump believe 100 percent of Americans agree with them. And the truth is about only about half do and are only about half who care about politics to do. So there's a 30 percent of Americans who could care less one way or the other. And so I think that, you know, Twitter finds himself in this in this situation where uh, they haven't been showing a profit for very long. Number one, they've been in existence longer than they've been showing uh, a profit. And so or they've showed negative years way longer than they have profitable years. And uh, so they're in just um, I think they're they're probably in this MySpace kind of space where, you know, what's their platform going to look like? I think the other important thing is, you know, conservatives have to decide what activism looks like. You know, when we did boat parades and people did truck and car parades through downtown and main streets and things like that, you know, you and I have talked about this a lot, about how it's indirect voter contact. And, and we have to realize that that didn't work and or it didn't get us across the across the finish line. And so whether you want to talk about fraud or not, there there's only a certain percentage that is fraud. Let's say even say it's 1%. So if you win a race by more than 1%, you're you're not in this situation where you lost by 12,000 votes in Georgia. So we you know conservatives need to become activists. They need to come act become activists with their finances and with uh you know Act Blue is a, a super efficient way Democrats raise money and distribute it throughout the country to the races that need it all the way down to state legislative races. You know, uh, win red is not quite there yet. Uh, we have to start utilizing and financing and people have to decide, hey, listen, I'm going to put $50 a month towards my politics and I'm going to send it and I'm going to send it to people who are going to distribute it to to the to what matters. You know, we're going to have a bunch of U.S. Senate seats uh, that we have to defend and not very many that we can pick up. So, you know, the majority is going to right. be tough. Rick Scott has a tough road to hoe.
there's a lot a lot of things that we have to look at uh, as we turn the page on the 2020 election and look towards 2022. Steve, where does Facebook go next? The goal of every millionaire, you guys got big clients, is to make another million. I don't know if Facebook's going to go down the road of banning, but is it, it? could it just be if it's an isolated case, it's Trump. Do you still think they're going to lose market share here, Steve? Or do you think this is just something temporary? Or is this something that maybe they just want to get along with the new administration coming in? Well, first of all, it, I don't think it's a new administration. I think Jamie's right. It, it, they're banning Trump, and that pulls the tendrils of, of strong Trump supporters. I'm reminded of when Nike aligned themselves with Colin Kaepernick, and there was an immediate drop in their stock. There was an immediate drop in their sales. And Nike took the long view, probably did a bunch of focus groups, a bunch of poll testing, et cetera. And what ended up happening to Nike after the fact? They developed a loyal base, a loyal following. They produced a good product, and their market share will continue to go back up after the dip. I think you're going to see the same thing in Twitter. Uh, although I will say this, Trump's base, and I'm, talking, I'm not talking about the 45% that voted for him. I'm talking about the 10, 12, 13% that are hardcore may never return to Twitter. Facebook's a different issue because Facebook has also become a very non-political, you know, you get to see cats play piano, you get to see your grandkids, et cetera, et cetera. But I think Twitter took the long view and said, look, we're going to take a dip because let's face it, Trump, with a number of followers, every time he tweets out, it, it, it reverberates through the system. But with the overseas markets they have, with other things, Twitter will recover, Twitter will be, be fine. But again, as Jamie correctly pointed out, Twitter is not a profit model. There's other ways they make money, but not through Twitter. Jamie, let me play a quick clip. I want to get both of you guys kind of a Reader's Digest answer from both of you. Here was Alex Hogan from Fox News. Talk about now where companies like Marriott and uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield and a few others, after what we saw at the chaos at the at the uh, U.S. Capitol on January the 6th, where now they want to stop giving money to a lot of uh, Republican groups out there. Here's uh, clip number uh, five. A growing number of corporations also announcing they will suspend political donations to Republicans. Republicans who opposed President-elect Joe Biden's certification. Among them, Marriott International, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Airbnb, and American Express. Greeting card company Hallmark, the company also pulling campaign contributions from two Republican senators. Big name financial companies like Citigroup, J.P. Morgan, Visa are among those announcing a pause on all political donations. Jamie, after the Parkland shooting in February 2018, I mean, I saw where a lot of companies like American Express and other finance co- companies said they didn't want to do any more business with maybe Ruger and other gun companies out there because of, quote, financing the enhancement of uh, kids able to uh, obtain guns and use them at a school out there. And then, of course, we didn't hear much about it afterwards. What we see from some of these companies right now, is this just the flavor of the month right now or things probably going to change down the road? Or is this just something where they say, because I think that some of these companies are a little bit of hypocritical, they're going to finance Black Lives Matters movement where they derailed democracy out there. But then again, you got some of these companies out there said what some of the Republicans supporting and opposing Biden when it comes to certification that these guys were dead wrong. Where are we going now? Well, I think I think it is, you know, a um, I think a lot of them are hitting the pause button because they don't want to enter the fray. And if you're running a multi-billion or billion dollar corporation, you probably would do the same thing, Ed. So, I I mean, I don't know. uh, I think at the end of the day, anyone who has uh, involvement with politics as part of their business model will continue to finance like minded politicians. And and so. Uh, it might be a little bit, um, they may be a little bit choosy. They may be, they may be a little bit more choosier where and who they, who, and who they finance, but they are, um, I think that they will be, 
re-enter the fray. You know, it's it's kind of easy to say this after Democrats took the Senate, they maintained the House and won the presidency to say we're not going to finance any more Republicans because that's going to be politically popular I agree. In, in Washington, D.C. You know, but as we come to turn the page and start going towards 2022 and there's and depending on redistricting and it looks like the House could turn back to Republican then I think, you know, you're going to hear some of these companies singing a different tune. Yeah, Steve Ancor, you represent a lot of big companies. Um, you know, if they like a Republican and or a Democrat, they don't have to like the overall parties. But if they like an individual who may be a Republican or Democrat, they're going to give money to that guy or gal who supports their causes, right? Well, remember what they said. It's a very narrow window of people they said they won't contribute to at a time when nobody's really giving contributions. Good point. After the election. And Marriott, Marriott is suffering badly because of lack of people traveling. Uh, things they're probably on the verge. Of, I'm guessing they're on the verge of you know, bankruptcy at some level. You're not going to get political donations. I think it's a false, a false rollout for PR purposes because who's giving money right now? This is this is the short period of time between the next round. It's easy to say I'm not giving money to these folks. I think it was a PR move, and I think it. it, it rings I think hollow. it could backfire on some of this. All right, I Steve. Mean, I don't know if it'll backfire. It just rings hollow. Whatever. I'm with you. The, two of my favorites, realists. There's again. It's like it's like. It's like, you know, Morbius uh, in the movie. Uh, uh, is it uh, Morpheus uh, in the movie of the uh, the Matrix, Jamie? It's take the red pill or the blue pill. You know, the, the blue pill, the red pill. Blue states don't seem to matter to Republicans and uh, red states don't seem to matter to the Democrats, but they both exist and we cover it all the time. Steve Ancor, PR with Vancor Jones Communications and Jamie Miller, state director for the firm peoplewhothink.com. This has been another edition of Florida Daily TV brought to you by Farah and Farah. Serving you since 1979, farahandfarah.com. We'll see you next time right here on Florida Daily TV on floridadaily.com. This episode of Florida Daily was brought to you by Farah and Farah. Don't let an accident wreck your life. Our legal experts are ready to fight for the justice and compensation you deserve. Call Farah and Farah.